Hello and welcome to Pedagodzilla, the pedagogic podcast with the pop culture core here live on location at the Playful Learning Conference 2021-22. <laughs> Um, hello. Sorry, I'm laughing because I've seen, I've heard Mike do this for like two years now, and I, this is the first time in two years I've seen him do it in person. <laughs> it's just a lot. It's just like different. I, I do exist. I'm not it just like exist, this, yeah, uh, on my picture on my this yeah. digital ghost at the end yeah. of your screen. Um, uh, yeah, I'm Mike. Hello, uh, learning design at the Open University, imposter syndrome incarnate, man with a whole sack of microphones and a small tote bag full of stickers and badges. And joining me around this table in a quiet corner of Playful Learning Conference, we have. I'm Mark Childs. Uh, my usual tagline is, I've got a PhD in education, but again, that's not going to be an exceptional thing in this company, I don't think. I mean, it's exceptional to me, but... You know. <laughs> uh, I'm Nick Witten. I do some co-chairing at Playful Learning. And I'm Rosie Jones, and I also co-chair and uh, do have imposter syndrome too in Playful Learning. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Rosie is uh, joining us today uh, as, as the other co-chair, the other the other co-co-co-chair. Does, does co-chairing like split or is it like a, a triumvirate? How does how does it work? Co-co-chair uh, is great. I like that. I, I, I want to be the co-co-chair. So I think co-co is a chair. So it's like, like a cl- it's chair that's a clown. Uh, to me, it made it I sound like, like it more now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to me, it made it sound like it was made of chocolate. But yeah, I was thinking like a yeah. breakfast cereal. Yeah, uh-huh. cocoa chair. I like cocoa breakfast chairs. a lot as well, so yeah. that works for me. Potential yeah. theme for next year? Just saying, playful learning, breakfast themed. Oh, nice! Everyone loves toast. It's it's, it's a it's a, a cereal buffet for me. That would be just every oh. every description. Of well, we could cereal. do breakfast and murder, and then we could have a cereal killer. Oh, oh wow! That would be fantastic. I have I have a rim shot sound effect, but I don't think I've got it plugged in. What have I got? Oh, hang on, hang on. I've got this. Oh, the crowd are applauding there. They like that one. Yeah, they, oh, they like that one. Don't tell Nick that that exists. I've got I'm a, just laughing at the word rim shot. <laughs> I'll get the rim shot one. I've got I've got a laughter button as well, but you know, I always feel a bit sad about using the laughter button using artificial laughter. Anyway, so um, uh, so Rosie's joining us uh, today. Um, late. Late. I, I didn't want to say late. Yeah. Um, but but late, uh, but yeah, Rosie. What's your relationship with um, playful learning? What's your you know what's your what's your wider practice as well? Oh gosh. Um. So uh, I am currently the director of student and library services at Teesside University. So I don't know how that relates to play at all because it's all very serious. But I do try and incorporate play into my leadership on a on a regular basis. Um. I stumbled across play, and it's all Nick's fault, really. She um. She managed to teach me on the PG cert when I was back at MMU and um, somehow I was, I think, the most enthusiastic person in the classroom. So she got me involved with a playful project um, called Argosy. We've just had an Argosy reunion uh, at, at uh, Playful Learning. Which, what's, what, what's Argosy? Uh, Sounds like a alternate Greek shit. reality game for orientation, socialization and induction. Great name. Nope. There we go. <laughs> Crowd applauding. Uh, yeah, so I was a, a, a very new professional librarian when I walked into a room with really esteemed colleagues. We'd won a load of money off JISC. Uh, <laughs> esteemed, sorry, I esteemed. Heard steamed. I just, <laughs> esteemed could have been, could have been steamed, uh, and I thought it'd be really professional. And we spent an hour working on an acronym, and they were very, very rude to start off with. Mm. And then eventually, we went with Argosy, and I had the best time of my life, totally out of my comfort zone. But I've never wanted to step 
um, out of that again. I, I, <laughs> I kind of like the stretch, but I'm probably not natural in this environment. So I love it. It's a challenge every year, the Playful Learning Conference. So what is it about the Playful Learning Conference? You know, what's, what are the, the big sort of standout things to you? Oh, um, I think it's that it turns the conference on its head for me. So I go to a, a lot more traditional conferences um, and I have great fun at them, but I, I don't necessarily come away. I, I, it, it makes me more creative. So I don't necessarily come away with other people's ideas. I come away with uh, the, the potential to grow kind of what I'm thinking and, and bounce those crazy ideas off other like-minded people and then come up eventually with something sensible, maybe, <laughs> but not sensible. It's probably the wrong word, but um, yeah, it's something that we can run with and and that's it. It's the community. It's, it's that stretch. It's that every year I do something I didn't think you could possibly do at a conference. It, it stretches the boundaries and the rules. Which is just fabulous. I mean, this is uh, this is my first year at Playful Learning, and yeah, the community I'm or, I'm already gathering are very much the draw. They're bloody brilliant. It's the uh, it's the just most wonderful concentration of genius lunatics in a single place. <laughs> I absolutely love it, and everybody um, everybody here so far. So this is day two uh, of Playful Learning. We're recording this around about twenty past two in the afternoon, so only realistically halfway through the day. But it's been a jam-packed day so far. Gosh darn it! Uh, how's everybody's day two going? What have you been doing? Well, I'll start. Uh, so we've just come away from the keynote with uh, Chris and Jane, and uh, and I had the pleasure of introducing them, and then uh, uh, queuing in various bits of music today. Uh, and uh, what a keynote! Um, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> really energetic. I don't know how they managed to fit everything into that space of time, um, or how they managed to make. Well, to be fair, you know, we were all coming up with the terms at the beginning. Copyright isn't the most you know doesn't scream excitement and actually uh, they just make the topic so engaging and interesting they really do you think i think they moved around more in 40 minutes than i do in a day normally it was it was intimidating it was amazing <laughs> planking was epic i did think at the point i heard chris go we're never going to be able to go down because of all the adrenaline are we actually going to finish this on time because two, how long are they going to plank for i know it's, they did get competitive didn't they they weren't going to give in even if it meant it derailed the entire i love that when chris had to give in he went i'll let you win it's like you're fooling no one <laughs> <laughs> nicely done though sir <laughs> Yes, basically they they did a sort of what was it thirty minutes, and then they we had an intermission, and they went off and they came back in dressed as Luke and Leia out to Star Wars, and then they went out again and they did a bit on Star Wars as a specific um, kind of a copyright whole genre in itself of copyright around. Oh yeah, Star the, Wars the good and evil, the, yeah, of, um, yeah, yeah, the light side and dark side of the Force, and what the Force. It was it was it was a real it was a cabaret. It was a night out in yeah. in, in a forty minute uh, <laughs> keynote slot. I mean, we're going to hopefully have them uh, on later on, slash in a separate recording, depending on how they say it's together, um, to talk about it. But just holy moly, uh, 
the variety. There was improv. There were three sets of dress up. Yeah, four of you include the clothes they came in. Um, <laughs> I ended on a couple of songs, so we had a bit of a musical element as well. So yeah, it's a good it's audience a good, participation. Mm-hmm. And potatoes being thrown around oh, the room, and neighing, and whiplashes, and and what was amazing is that that's come full circle. I hadn't really thought about the fact that actually, uh, so Nick and Alex came to a conference that I worked on with Jane and were keynotes at that conference and at that conference we made it more playful so we had games that could be submitted and that's where Chris and Jane first came up with a kind of playful uh, concept to copyright so it's come full circle it's lovely playful learnings like the little the little nest the little um, the little incubator of um, of awesome creativity i must admit it's also massively intimidating it's just oh my god this is where this is like the new bar for, for educational podcasts <laughs> oh yeah because they've got their own podcast as well so yeah and they've got like their own theme tune and things that they've designed yeah. did you guys so. have a theme tune we don't have a, we have well, a we have an intro theme which actually we need to ask them a bit about copyright in it because mm. it contains a sample of 1950s Godzilla please don't sue us Warner Brothers um, <laughs> Toho Studios oh, please don't sue us Toho Studios who's presumably if they've not been acquired by Disney when this is recorded they might have been acquired by Disney when it goes out I feel like you that's could just rate. borrow our time machine go f- forward 70 years that wouldn't sound copyright that would be oh. good do things actually fall out of copyright now I feel like copyrights are getting like stretched from when is this going to turn into a copyright discussion I, I, I was thinking you're probably asking the wrong people yeah. in yeah. this discussion so um, what have other than the, the keynote what have people gone to today what have we have you managed to go to I a did session I, yet, went to a session. I went to a <gasps> your session your first ever session mm. it was a session about escape rooms and we okay. did an escape room there was an online version and then there was a face to face version and it was good. I like escape rooms. Was this the um, the accessible? It was the accessibility room? one. I yeah. wanted to go to that, but I had to go to the pharmacy to buy a COVID test, which came out to be negative. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> I wish I should probably have, yeah, I could have opened with that. <laughs> and it was positive. Ha ha! Now you're all around a microphone with me. Um, yeah, so yeah, tell us, tell me about the uh, the accessible escape room. Yeah, so well, it was an escape room. It, it wasn't about the escape room itself being accessible. It was about an escape room about accessibility. So you had lots of puzzles around accessibility oh. and thinking through how how we teach in accessible ways. So it was interesting because there's, there's another one that I know that members of people that I work with at Durham are doing, which is about how you create accessible escape rooms that aren't about accessibility, but are accessible, which I think is probably on now, so I'm probably missing it. But um, I thought there were two different interesting takes on the same thing. And the best thing, and the most crazily egotistical thing about it was they cited me in their Yay. presentation. Oh. <laughs> Just made me super happy. <laughs> in a really silly, fangirly way about myself. <laughs> Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I feel like you should get like points or something when you get cited, although, you know. Oh, yeah. That leads into gamification territory, isn't it? And that's contested. Yeah, it's got its place, but yeah, uh, we won't get into that either. I like points. There's, yeah, <laughs> points mean prizes. <laughs> and there actually, there isn't anything on gamification at the entire thing, really. So it just goes to show how that maybe people aren't seeing that as being a playful thing. Games based learning, lots of stuff. Yeah. Or things that are sort of indirectly connected to games-based learning, nothing on gamification yet, so yeah. No. Although there was a gamification kind of mechanic around the last in-person one, wasn't there, where we were all scoring points and mm. things? Yeah. So, and we had teams. Yeah, a bit like competitiveness is... Mm. Um, yeah, although the, the biggest piece of feedback we got from the last one was it was too competitive. Yeah, yeah. so that's why we took it out, actually, because mm. we wanted, I, I suppose, and I think it was too competitive with... Um, our usual delegates as well so almost we were creating silos I think with new delegates Um, so I think removing it allows I don't know makes the probably the conference a bit more accessible to first time 
people too because it can become a little bit cliquey if we if we let it <laughs> yes but that said i think there's something around different delegates engaging different ways because you were talking the other day about that piece of work that you did a conference ages ago which is really i found really interesting which was that's kind of like implying there's only one thing you did that was interesting and you'd know what it was the response is likely which one as in like this massive like my rolodex of citable wonder it was the one you were talking about the conference where people had some people there was a thing that everybody engaged with in the conference dinner and then there was something only 10 people engaged with was that me it was you <laughs> You were doing it last night over a beer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it must have been really good, but I can't remember which conference that was. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm sure it was you. It was someone else. <laughs> is, it, is this the same me? Is it somebody with glasses in my colour hair? Because you're really guilty of thinking that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm face blind, see? So I have real trouble recognising anybody. And I once, once couldn't recognize rosie for somebody else who he was, was about 20 years my senior but <laughs> women with glasses <laughs> the way you called me out for not recognizing rosie when i ended up working with her at the open university I and never you said, said that. oh <laughs> that you came up with a photograph of us five years earlier eight years earlier on your phone and saying remember this seminar that you were at for three days and you still didn't recognize her when you did working with her Maybe it's me. No, don't, Maybe it's got, my you, face. You have a very generic face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's right. You can pick up Mark's <laughs> extensive collection of <laughs> pick-up lines. <laughs> and, uh, and I had to drop myself in it the, with the link potential below. employers. Yeah. Hey, love, you have a very generic face. This Mark's, a beer. Mark's, final, <laughs> Mark's final play for learning conference in the end of his academic career. <laughs> <laughs> uh... No, that's oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. oh, that's Mark. There you uh, go. That there is you, me you, walking out the door. Yeah, yeah that's that's your, that's your only theme tune, <laughs> Didn't Mark. Mean it, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was this paper? Have we did we did we work out what this thing was in the end, or no. did, does it even exist? I'm sure it was you. You were talking about how, and it might have been. It was either. I'm sure you did a lilac conference, or and you said you used lots of different types of play, and different people got into it in different ways or maybe it was an alt conference actually because you talked about hats and you said that there was a hat activity that everybody did this was all last night no it was katie <laughs> 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 it wasn't you at all katie's really interesting you should interview her <laughs> you maybe want to cut all of that oh no 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 <laughs> so that's a new bar for the shagginess of a dog in a story i, I absolutely love <laughs> what a journey to be on and for you listeners and for you <laughs> so um so yeah what else what else people have you been to i'm gonna i'm gonna go in one i i, I went to um the uh, the memes session earlier which uh, really tickled me it was making memes uh, creating memes to develop conceptual understanding uh, john parkins one um it was just a little short 30 minute session and it was a really neat little fun self-contained idea it was a really fun session as well it was just basically uh, talking through the process he's been through with his students to encourage them to to make memes in order to kind of like you know, place quotes and kind of assimilate them um, and share them in a sort of you know fun and accessible way and then how you can you know yourself use that approach and, and, and make memes and you know the mechanism he uses to do it which is a website called image flip which funny enough i also use uh, meme generator.com just google meme generator and you can go there 
And we had a great time. We spent the last 15 minutes of the session uh, creating memes and adding them to a Padlet board, which I think has been tweeted out. Um, and they were just, there was some really good stuff in there, as, as there always is with, uh, with some good memes. Um, some of which contain some of the issues of the day, because it's been a bit of an exciting day. Like, What's inside, happening? Oh, well, inside the conference walls, oh, it's fun and games. Outside the conference walls, the world is burning um, with hilarity because it's just, clownful oh clownful what a what a hashtag, what a, twit, what, a hashtag. what a hashtag but yeah i really i i really enjoy did anybody see the the meme session uh, saw it on the flip grid you saw it on the flip grid i really enjoyed it but yeah and i kind of reflected I was like, oh man like this is this would be a great um icebreaking activity to use in workshops mm. like this would be so good and also weirdly it might be a good way to um engage people over slightly spicy issues because we're a little bit conflict averse sometimes at the open university so being able to give people kind of maybe an anonymous forum where they can entertainingly perhaps present a viewpoint that might be a little bit controversial um, or perhaps, you know, air a gripe that might uh, rub people up the wrong way, but in a slightly amusing way and in a critically you know, anonymous way where people just bin things, for example, into a Padlet board in that, you know, that, that might just, and yeah, it would definitely require moderation, but I thought it might be a nice way of ice breaking a session if you wanted to do it kind of like, you know, just as a fun entertaining activity but also if you did have specific niggly designy problemy discussion points that you wanted to go just a nice way of kind of getting people's juices yeah juices going with them <laughs> uh, sluice gates i was gonna say people's sluices but that seems even way well, yeah, that sounds worse than juices doesn't it, it getting people's sluices going. spicy spicy sluices oh, oh dear oh, yeah, another oh, one for the edit board <laughs> yeah um how about you mark Okay, I, I didn't see that one because I went to. Um, I've had. I, it's couldn't remember the name of it's. Um, it's pedagogical puppetry. I was gutted not to go to that one. And yeah, so um, it wasn't exactly what I expected it to be, but it was. It was actually. I thought it was really interesting. This guy called uh, uh, Benjamin Hall. Hall. Hang on. Oh, I've got the wrong glasses on. Hall. Yes. And uh, but Ian Truelove, who's somebody I've worked with on other stuff, uh, Ian couldn't make it, but Ben was talking about. They do a lot of creative. He does creative design courses. Um, this is at three different universities. And his main thing when he started off was the idea that creativity is something you pass on. And he was using the I, the metaphor of a friendship cake. And it's like a sourdough or whatever. You end up with sort of you have a little bit of it and you pass it on to somebody else. And that becomes the core of their bread if they're doing sourdough or their cake if they're doing a friendship cake. And he was using this as creative sort of metaphor but he used the idea of, he talked about this friendship cake as being Herman. And then what emerged throughout the whole thing was that people were, it was kind of like the cult of Herman. So it was like, Herman says do this, and I'm doing this because Herman told me to. And what he found was that a lot of people that felt, you know, it's kind of, exp it, you feel exposed when you're doing something creative sometimes, particularly if it's the first time, like just making a mark on a bit of paper. Can actually, you can look at that and go, oh, that's a bit shoot. Um, so, um, but if you're saying I'm doing this because Herman told me I had to, he was finding that his students really took to it a lot better and it kind of gave them permission to to be expressive and like take the onus of them doing this. And he was suggesting this as a mechanism for getting over that kind of resistance to play that some people experience. Which is how it worked when we had the toys at Playful Learning. So when we had toy avatars uh, for... Uh, the delegates coming in, everybody said that they, well, actually Katie, Katie Beer said, you know, that the her toy could be much more rebellious and naughty and, mm. and, and do things that she wouldn't have done. Uh, and she could ask questions or, 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 or do it through that kind of character. 
uh, and it worked really well for the delegates. I think, yeah, I, I've seen that happen before. Yeah, because I, I mentioned Nina Conti. I don't know if you've ever seen her talk about her relationship with her puppet, and it was about how, you know, she was anxiety and performance and things like that. And even though her family father's Tom Conti and all this, and you'd think, oh, you know, theatrical background, but she just wasn't like that at all. And then she found a way to express herself through this puppet. And when you see her on chat shows, she brings the puppet out, and she's completely different when she's got this this toy avatar to talk through. So doing that with with delegates or whatever, he did. But I did say, is there something about this that is entirely because of the metaphor that you're using, and is that the strength of it? And he was going, well, no. But what was the strength of it? Was that it was something they came up with? So if you're saying coming in and going, because you know, <laughs> we we had a when we went back into the office at DCAD. Um, we were about like getting stuff in, and uh, at TK Maxx there was this sort of eight foot tall Aubrey two from Little Shop of Horrors in like plaster. That is so TK Maxx. And I wanted to go out and buy it if I could get the budget for it, but it had gone. But I was thinking if we could have had this as the avatar, and we were all doing this because Aubrey told us to feed him, then you know maybe that. And he was saying that wouldn't work because you're imposing something on the group, and it's actually better if they if something emerges organically from that, because otherwise it can feel forced, fun kind of thing, which never really works. But I really like that. And if you can see that it does work with the toys, and it worked a couple of years ago at three conferences back when we did that. So I think that's... Uh, what's interesting, it's kind of more from a bigger perspective, is that the playful thing is now evolving a bit into how do we overcome resistance to play as well? And I think that's one of the things that we that that one was Ben was talking about. And we've also seen is that we see not everyone's up for it. And how do you? And even with the even with Herman the the, the friendship cake, not everybody was into it. But there are ways to maybe sort of reduce some of the barriers for the people that aren't, aren't really into I it. See, in I really way. like that though because that's the reducing the resistance isn't <clears> a case <throat> of telling people, oh, this is how to engage with it. It's reducing barriers and it's recognising that the ultimate motivator is intrinsic. It's the mm. it's coming it's coming from within a, <clears throat> a desire to engage and to generate but and all you can do presumably is to reduce barriers rather than telling people it's time for playful learning you're to have fun <laughs> <laughs> and nothing puts people up more than being told you're going to have fun because that you know there's people going oh, i'm not going to have fun it's, i it's, hate fun it's the old thing of the chris the work christmas do <laughs> the work christmas do with, with, with the wrong crowd with the right crowd the work christmas do is just well, yeah, if you get to choose. we've got our christmas do on wednesday are you not coming Mark looks surprised. You oh, know. this is where we God. discover Mark wasn't invited oh, to the Mark. Christmas do. I think I might have been, and then I just completely forgot to. I, I mean, don't... it is July. I want to yeah. say this. What's what's going on in Durham? Uh, COVID. Oh yeah, sorry, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're negative, well, yeah, I just can't care, do you? As far as you know. Well, Mike's I, coming. I, he was invited. Were you not? <laughs> I, I, I probably just didn't put it in my diary. It's possibly what happened. So I will come to that. Oh, well, Stefan's around as well, so I need to. I'll be hanging out with Stefan. Oh well, you can come to our Christmas too. I'm feeling yes. left out. You can come. Yeah, to our podcast sides. listeners might be feeling left out as well. So I suppose they're, they're all welcome East. as well. Yeah, if we, could, we could just invite anyone. <laughs> If you're in Durham next week, come to our Christmas do. Yeah. Where, where is it? I don't know, actually. Durham. Or the Christmas do. Durham. Durham. Okay. It's somewhere up north, I think. Arrived, arrived to Durham with, I guess, just a case of Fosters or something. And well, to be fair, Durham's street. pretty small. You'll probably find us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, this went to a strange place. Um, okay, so uh, we've done a quick whip round of what we've done so far today. What is something that you're looking forward to later on today? And we'll just do a, do a whip round. Uh, oh, well, 
it's not a session, but I am really looking forward to the evening event tonight. And I'm not going to say any more, but um, yes, that is I mean, going to be good. There's some information in the program, which I suppose we can probably share with people. So it's we're watching Back to the Future in the evening event in the dining hall, which means Back to the Future and food. Yes. Um, but it's not just Back to the Future. It's Back to the Future with audience interaction. And props. And oh, prop no. that's news. That's not in the program. <laughs> um, that was that was going to be my thing as well. That's what I'm really looking forward to. You heard to. it here first. <gasps> props. And one of the props I made, and I'm inordinately proud of it. I, I when I say I made it, I asked other people to buy me the bits, and then I did some of the stamping. <gasps> Is it a hoverboard? It is not a hoverboard. Is it a? Actually, I'm not even going to guess. It involves stamping. Stamping. Significant amounts of stamping. Listeners will have to tune in tomorrow to hear about episode yeah. three and find out what happened. That's a good plug, Mark. Good, good <laughs> podcasting. Always <laughs> got one ear on the edit, Mike. You yeah. know that. Just a really, a really flat DeLorean is all I can think of. Just like this DeLorean's too thick. How about you, Mark? Um, I'm looking forward to doing more of these. I think we've sort of set aside quite a lot of time this afternoon for sort of um, people popping by and having a chat. So that I think really getting into that because I missed the day one as well. So that'll be good. I think that's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, fabulous. Well, uh, this has been um, Mike. Hello. <laughs> oh, um, and me, Mark. And me, Nick. And me, Rosie. Also known as Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Katie 1.0. <laughs> At the Playful Learning Conference uh, Day 2 Mini Review. Electric Boogaloo. Um, uh, we'll have lots of see you next time on Pet Godzilla. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.